morning, beautiful people. Welcome or welcome back to the Feeling and Healing podcast by yours truly, Celise. I'm so happy that you've decided to tune into my podcast for whatever reason. Let's tackle another day together. Honestly, I've been doing pretty well these days. I woke up, cooked some breakfast, put on a face mask, jumped some rope outside, did some laundry, went to the gym, ate good meals. It's the first day of fall, but by the time you hear this, it'll be the second day. (laughs) Honestly, I cannot believe the summer just flew by so fast. This time of year really brings me so much joy. I'm so happy (laughs) about the fall. I love sweater weather. Hot chocolate, pumpkin picking, apple picking, haunted houses. But unfortunately, those are all probably canceled this year. Uh, Snuggling in the thickest blanket. There's just so much to look forward to in this season. Uh, One perk of living in New England is the four seasoned years for sure. I want to thank those who have listened to my last episode regarding my sexual assault experience. I do understand that it could be a little sensitive to listen to, so I totally get it if you'd rather not. Um, It was a very vulnerable episode that I've recorded weeks ago so long ago before I even considered uploading it. As I said before, I consider my podcast as a part of my overall healing experience. So it serves as a part of therapy. Therapy is really expensive. Like journaling, I find talking about my feelings um, as a way of release. There's a common theme with my episodes where there's some sort of moral at the end or positive note or silver lining. However, I think it's very limiting to only look at moments and events in our lives with the perception that it needs to be in a good or bad slot. I find that um, I stress myself out when I'm not sure where to place a memory, forgetting that it's okay if we feel nothing sometimes. Um, It's an uncomfortable thought, but it's extremely necessary. We should find comfort in the nothingness. We are so ingrained on trying to figure out how to respond or react to our external environment that if it takes too long to figure out, we shut down or we don't process it properly. And maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I don't like to think I was a victim of sexual trauma. I struggle with putting myself in a box. I find that's too limiting. I choose not to view myself as a victim and I can thank my healing process for that. The way I've dealt with the trauma became so familiar and so natural for me. For a while, I found myself scared of men, but still placing myself in situations that can leave me hurt in the end. I sought ways to find comfort in aspects of my life that I can control, like eating a lot or not eating much at all, focusing heavily on physical activity and so on. There were times where I questioned my worth and basically told myself that it was my fault that it happened. Even though I knew it wasn't true, that brought me some sort of comfort, kind of placing the blame on someone. Now that I'm thinking about it, And I promise it's relevant, but back in high school when I was sexually assaulted the first time, I remember confiding in my friends. I wasn't sure what happened to me and I explained it in a way that it was basically like this person, you know, sexually assaulted me, like he raped me. And 
my friends basically told me that I wasn't raped and that I shouldn't go around telling people that I was raped because I can ruin his life. So having their voices in the back of my head while experiencing it for another time, I just thought that maybe they were right. Obviously my thoughts have changed and I now think about like, what about my life? Why was I not taken seriously by my own friends? Why in the moment of nakedness and vulnerability that I was basically shunned upon or shut down? I still find myself in spaces where I do not feel safe and partake in behaviors that make me feel protected. I wish I journaled consistently back then so that I can have a more clear understanding of my thought process. I remember taking really long showers and crying under the running water. I would be afraid to wash my vulva during this time. I just didn't want to touch her. I was ashamed of myself and the way that I viewed my body was so warped and it still is sometimes so I'm sure I didn't help in the past. I didn't help myself. So I allowed time to go by and kind of allowed that to wash away my ill feelings towards myself. I was distracted by graduation happening literally in the next few days from the incident, senior dinners and banquets from the organizations I was a part of, moving back home and starting my life over post-college. I had no time to think about healing myself. I felt nothing. When you've met with, uh, with new traumatic experiences, the way you respond could be different from the last one. Some days were met with tears, others with numbness. I will never vilify myself for the ways I've tried to protect myself during those times, and you shouldn't either. I don't think I've ever faced my sexual traumas head on. I just allowed time to go by and just, you know, allow myself to forget that it even happened. And I don't even think I looked at it as sexual assault. I think I viewed it as one-sided sex, if that makes sense. Isn't that crazy though? But now, when I have all of this time to reflect on the major events that I can easily recall, I was met with those feelings again, and I definitely have some explaining to do. It is so important to acknowledge that it happened. It's so easy to push it down and forget about it until it resurfaces in another area in my life. It is okay if separating yourself was your coping mechanism, but you have to acknowledge it. For example, I have been sexually assaulted. I have been physically abused by my partner. I have been molested as a child. These are just examples, but these are a way of admitting it to yourself that these things did happen. And this is how the healing process jumpstarts. One thing that I've always told myself is that I am not my trauma. What happened to me does not define me. It takes a few tries for it to become believable. Um, however, it does work. Humans are so attached to the idea of belonging and identifying with something in our lives that sometimes we attach ourselves to the wrong thing. And it's okay to deny that. I made myself comfortable with looking at my female anatomy. I would sit in front of the, my wall mirror, spread my legs, sometimes even bring over a flashlight depending on the time of the day. I wanted to make sure I knew her, the way she looked, where everything was placed, I personified her and told her that everything was okay. Someone has trespassed my temple and I had to do everything in my power to secure her and make her feel safe again. 
in order for me to allow someone back in I had to know her and what she liked and I wanted to be comfortable with that to ground this point further I poured so much intention in my body routine I dry brush my skin exfoliate with sugar or coffee scrubs I would take the time to get soap on every inch of my body allowing the water to physically and spiritually cleanse me I used to neglect moisturizing post showers so I made it meaningful for me as I rub cocoa butter or shea butter in my skin I would thank them thank you arms for fulfilling my everyday activities thank you legs for bringing me to and from the places I need to go thank you chest and belly for protecting the very organs that keep me alive and I begin to appreciate my body in ways that I've neglected before as I focused on the very part of me that was damaged I was healing my mental as well I made sure to partake in things that made me feel good, believing that I would come out even stronger and proving that. There are good days and there are definitely worse days, but I'm so grateful that I have the strength to tackle my traumas in the most recent times, proving to the little girl inside of me that everything is or will be okay. I'm sure she is very proud of me. The healing process looks different for everyone. This is just how I have taught myself. Surround yourself with energies and people that make you feel safe. Become comfortable in your own space. Find healthy ways to cope with your trauma, whatever that is for you. And be patient with yourself if the ways you're dealing with your trauma are not the best for you, like like using drugs or alcohol or partaking in risky behaviors. These are just examples. These were the ways that you felt like you were protecting yourself and that is, in a sense, okay. You're not responsible for the trauma. However, you are responsible for your healing. I know this was a very quick episode, but I just wanted to give like an overview and kind of like a follow-up with my last episode regarding the sexual assault. And if you were interested in anything that I've been doing, this is a great overview of that. If you have any questions or anything, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. But again, thank you so much for tuning in to another Feeling and Healing podcast by yours truly, Celise. I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.